Good morning and welcome to Destiny. Welcome to our online family, to our friends and our guests. We thank you for joining us today. Father God, we thank you, thank you, thank you for yet another day to be able to come into your house to fellowship with our brothers and sisters. So, Father God, we take this moment and we just surrender ourselves to you. We put aside every thought, every care, and every concern, not so that we may pick it up when we leave, but we lay it at your feet, Father God, so that we may come open and ready and willing to worship you and to praise you and to receive from you. Father God, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you, Father God, that you woke us up this morning with the activity of our bodies and clothed in our right minds. We were able to make the decision to come into your house, to worship you, to praise you, and to be fed so that we may go back out into this world and impact and infect and affect this world for your glory. We thank you right now, Father God, for this opportunity yet again to come into your house and to just love on you, to worship you, to praise you. We worship you, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. He gave you your voice and he knows your voice, so he wants to hear your voice this morning. He wants to hear that song that is on your tongue this morning. So lift up your voices to him in praise. Shout glory. Shout hallelujah. Praise you, oh God. We love you, Lord. It is just that simple. Father God, help us, oh God, to release what you have given us. Help us, oh God, to let the light and our glory shine, that which you created and imbued us with, even when we were being created and formed in our mother's wombs. We thank you right now on this day that you will be praised, that you will be lifted up high, Father God, and we don't look for your blessings to come down. We look for your glory, Father God. We look for your glory to come in and inhabit the praises as we lift them up to you, Father God. We thank you, oh God. We thank you, Father God, and we welcome you. We know that you come in for you inhabit us, your people, the temple, the church. But when we come in here, we ask you, Father God, we welcome you in. And so now we will saturate this atmosphere with praise. We will fill this place with glorious praise and you will come and sit down with your people. You will come in and take your abode, Father God. You will come in and you will incline your ear and you will hear your praise and your heart will be gladdened. You will smile, oh God. We want to make you smile, oh God. We want to have you pleased with what we do when we start here with praise and worship. And we will go into this service with our hearts prepared to receive a word that is going to come forth, Father God. A word not to tickle our ears, but a word to bring correction, a word to bring love, a word to bring hope, a word to stir us up to change, Father God. So we thank you for the man of God who is bringing the word forth today. We thank you that he has an ear to hear you, a heart who is after you, a hungry heart for you, Father God. And when he gets on this stage, he will open his mouth and you will come forth, Father God. We thank you, O oh God, for this day. We thank you for this glorious opportunity. We thank you, Father God, that you chose us, that now we get to choose you. Father, we love you, O oh God. We love you, Lord. Have your way in this place and in each of our hearts and in each of our minds, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let the word, let the praise that comes forth from these voices up here today, your minstrels, oh God, 
We thank you that it is not a performance, but it is worship, a continuation of what we do in our homes, a continuation of what we do in our private times. And I thank you, Lord, that they will minister to us on today. They will minister. Chains will be broken. Diseases will be healed. We will be changed even in our worship, oh God. We will be changed even as we surrender ourselves to you and we stop thinking about our cares and we focus our minds and our eyes and our attention and our hearts on you. Thank you, Father God. Our praise is a weapon. Our praise is a weapon and it's not simply clapping and dancing and just jumping around, but our praise is a weapon and we utilize our praise. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, come on, come on. All right, we're going to interrupt real quick because we just found out uh, Brother David, Brother David White from, from Clanton, he's a pastor up there at uh, the dwelling place, and he is being taken into surgery right now back to the hospital for either blood transfusion. He had an operation. So, guys, we're going to lift him up right now in prayer as a church. Come on, let's lift him up. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. And, Father, your word says right now that you're a healer, Lord. Father, that by your stripes we were healed, Father. So, so we declare right now you're Jehovah Rapha, Father God. So we declare healing over his body, Father. We ask you that, Father, whatever needs to happen happens right now. It comes into alignment with you and your word and what has to happen, Father. We pray for wisdom wisdom, knowledge for all the doctors and nurses that touch him, Father God. Bring peace to him. Bring comfort to him, Father. Wrap him in your loving arms right where he's at right now. But Father, we lift him up to you. Have your way in that place. Have your way in his life. Have your way in his family right now. Bring them the peace and comfort knowing, Lord, that you are in charge. So Father, once again, it's all healed right now. We declare it in Jesus' name. So Father, we love you and we thank you. And we give you all the praise this morning, all the honor. All the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's get ready to worship. Let's get worshiping this morning. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies. Till all my fears are gone And I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear Oh, I am a child From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through.
to move in a little bit. But something happens when you move. What did David do when he came back from his victory? He danced before the Lord like a crazy man. <laughs> Some of us need to get crazy. <laughs> Let's do that bridge one again. All of my fear.
hearts to him. awesome that we can sit there and we can tell him who he is to us you can tell him how wonderful he is you can tell him how beautiful he is how powerful he is and in return he'll speak back 
to you and he'll tell you what a good, good father he is. How in times of pain, he's sitting right next to you. When you're in the hospital, he's right next to you. When you're in your house and you're down, he's right next to you. Look, in the good times, he's right next to you, telling you how good of a father he is. Look, in the times of need, when you're not even doing things right, he's right next to you saying how much he loves you. And he's just praying, he's telling you, he says, just come back to me. So in times when you're steering away, you're walking away, he's right beside you saying, I'm a good, good father. And I'm not letting you go. I'm not going to let you go. We serve a good God. Oh, Abba, you are so good. He's such a good father. And you are so wonderful, Father. Oh, you're so good. Come on, holy. Come on, Father, we love you. Oh, we love you, Lord, and we're so thankful. Oh, we love you. Oh, come on, Father, we surrender to you. We give it all to you this morning. Come on, we give it all to you, God. We just love you. Thank you for being a good, good father. Thank you for always being there. Thank you for never leaving. In our worst times, never walking away. Oh, Father, thank you for always believing. Oh, we love you, Lord. We just come to you this morning. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. And this morning, we just lift you up. We give you all the praise this morning, all the honor this morning, all the glory this morning. Come on. If he's touched you in any way, can we just lift him up this morning? Come on, if he's done anything in your life, can you just cry out to him and tell him how much you love him this morning? Oh, come on, holy. Yes, God. Ooh, he's so good. So good. Oh, man, take a moment. I got to take a moment. And before this thing shorts out in my head. Look, go find somebody you hadn't seen in a while. Give them a high five. Do something. We'll be right back. We love you.
Come on. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Check, check. There we go. Good morning. All right. Come on. It's okay. Take your time. No hurry. No hurry. We got all, look, we got all day. <laughs> got all day. Man. Whew. Morning. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Man, what a good morning, y'all. It's been so good so far. I'm just excited, so excited. If you're new here, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules, whom I love dearly in this front row. We get the honor to pastor here. I love my baby. I told her she can't sit in the front row today. It might mess me up. I'll fall right off the stage. <laughs> I love you, baby. Come on, it's exciting to see everybody. Hey, can we give a shout out to our online audience? Come on, we love you guys. We miss you, and I know you can't be here for a reason, so come on. I hope the, the, the Holy Spirit's going to move right where you're at. I know it, so, so please share this link. Get it out to everybody. Let them know that we are having service today, and God has a word for them. So share this link. Get it out there. If you're new to our church or just visiting, do us a favor. Fill out a Connect card. Should have received one in a bulletin before you came in. If not, raise your hand. We have ushers. They'll get you one. We'll make sure you get something. And uh, we'll make sure we get everything taken care of for you. want to make sure you were here. If you fill out the Connect card, that lets us know you came to visit. That lets us know that, that we can reach out to you. And it gives us that authorization from you for us to actually just reach out and say hi and pray for you and share a little bit about the church. That's what's so cool about it. So we'll make sure we get one to all those individuals that raise their hands. We appreciate y'all. And thanks for coming out. Man. Um, there is uh, download the app if you want all the information about what's going on at destiny it's right there in that app so you can scan that there's some of those everywhere all around the church so uh, make sure you download that if you had our old app it was bluish in color get rid of it there's no information on that one anymore everything's the new app so if you want to get all the up-to-date information all the push notifications letting you know what's going on that's what you need to do and that'll fill you in on everything that's happening here our doors are open all throughout the week don't miss an opportunity for prayer on Monday, Tuesday at the table. That's our, that's our Tuesday service. That's our midweek service. We have Destiny Kids and students on Wednesdays. So bring your kids out, drop them off. We also have our young adults on Friday. So, man, we want everybody here. I'm just going to flick right through this. See, this is awesome. I love it when I can talk fast. That's good stuff. We'll get it all. Get everybody out here. Small groups, get signed up. You can be part of a small group. And uh, it's important, you, you cannot do life alone. You've got to find people you can do life together with, so uh, take that opportunity uh, to do that. And if you also want to get plugged in, one of the greatest ways and easiest ways to get plugged in at Destiny, it's almost like a small group, it's called serving. 
When you serve on a team, that team loves on you and it becomes a family. Okay, so I'll bring that up for a reason. We went through, uh, you should be receiving a letter, an email. Uh, we went through our spiritual gift test. We did all that several weeks ago uh, to give you an idea about how God made you, what he made you for. Uh, and we're going to reach out to you. We sent you a bunch of information, and that information has the contact information in different ministries in case you're, you're interested in serving. I'll tell you right now, one place that we would love to see some, some help. Does anybody here ever watch online? Does anybody ever watch online? Are you all just watching? Okay, we do. We watch online. That's good. Because one of the biggest places we need help in serving is in our production. So we need people that can click buttons. We need people that can, that can run sound. We need people that can work online stuff. It's that important that we are a team at this. We are a church at this. We are supposed to do this together as a family. Okay, so the more people we have that can do those things, and we'll train you. So if you're interested in, in any of those things, let us know. We'll train you. But that helps. Because we do have a lot of people that have been serving for over a year through the whole virus, everything like that. When everybody else was at home, they were in here making sure that you could watch service. And they're still the ones serving. And, and we need to get them a break. We need to get some people rotated in and out. We need to get people trained. So, look, if any of that popped up in your head that you might want to do something like that, reach out to us. Call us. Text us. Get a hold of the church. Let us know. We would love um, to get you plugged in and serving uh, because I'm telling you, that's where, that's where a lot of this joy comes from is when you get to serve the Lord, So, especially in the giftings that he's given you. So I love that. A um, couple other quick things. We've got a men and ladies gathering. So we're going to be gathering together uh, fellowship, food, and worship. This is going to be Saturday, May 15th. Okay, this is from 11 to about 2, if I'm correct on the time. Brother Bo, is that correct? Is that up there? Okay, about 11, 11 about 2. Uh, it's going to be out at our uh, li the Living Water Ministries. Look, that's where Brother Bo lives. That's where Mama, uh, Brother Bo, Brother Bo and Mama Lo. <laughs> we got them all out there. So it's part of our ministry out there. It's amazing what God is doing. But we're going to all meet out there. He's bringing in the whole company of believers. What that means is we have churches coming in from Florida. We have churches coming in from all over this area. We're gathering together. Uh, and I know it's going to be separate, though. The men are going to go do one thing. The ladies are going to do another thing. Uh, if you need child care for that, just let us know. It's request, so let us know so we know how many people, how many providers we need, what we need to take care of. So please reach out to us. Um, I'm sure there's there some place to respond on there somewhere. I don't know. Just call the church. Register at childcare at destinychurch.al. Is that it? There you go. Take a picture of that. Pull out your phones. Take a picture. That's got the address and everything on it. Uh, that's going to be a good day. Um, I can't read it, so we're good. I love it. Um, and then uh, to go with that, what I, what I want to bring up is that to have that and to make that happen next Saturday, I know Mother's Day is, is coming up next Sunday, but next Saturday from 8 to 12, I've actually told my small group of guys that meet God, Guns, and Gravy, we're going to try to meet out there from 8 to 12. Uh, anybody wants to show up and help out, we want to get out there and clean up the property, do some work around the property, work down in the campsites, get things cleaned up. So if you've got some time, if you have four hours, um, on hand that you can you can donate then come on out bring your hands bring your back and let's get some work done uh and clean that place up and get it ready to go so we can host um everybody the following week so um any questions about that contact Bo. that's him right there come on can we give a shout out to brother Bo, miss rachel it's always good to have you in the house all the way from the mexico 
uh, coming out to, to, to be with us. And look, he gets to actually sit here and watch today. Usually he comes in and speaks, but he's not speaking today unless, of course, he wants to. And then I will surrender all rights. Um, but man, we love having him with us. We love you guys. And just uh, so, so glad we get to do life together. Um, man, speaking about doing life together, I want to uh, I want to honor or I want to actually do something today that we do for quite a few people that go through this same walk. I want to invite a family up. Um, to the stage. If I could have the Hall family, please. So Garrett Hall, his fiance Brittany. Uh, I know Mike's not here, but we've got Connor and Liz. Can you guys all come up here, please? Michelle, come on up. Jules, you want to come up with me? Bo, you want to come up here too, Rachel? Look, um, I just need people that look, that are a little bit taller than me. Um, what's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? Come on up. Mm. I know dad's not here, but come on. What's up, man? You getting smaller? Okay. All right. See, that's why I brought Bo up. It kind of evens it out a little bit. Man, I wonder if I'm around these guys. It, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, well, I tell you what, what we get to do is, why don't we swap this up? Connor, why don't you come to the middle here? So, Garrett, I mean, Garrett, Connor's over here. Connor's in the middle. That's why I looked up. Garrett? So here's the thing. We love to honor the, uh, when people do this, but Garrett is getting ready to go on and start a next season. Uh, he has joined the Air National Guard, and he'll be leaving. Yeah, come on. I love it when our young people come together and say, I want to serve. Not only serve the Lord, I want to serve our country. Uh, and that's powerful, man. And, and I'm excited. You're leaving on the 4th, correct? Yeah, Tuesday. He's heading out. He's going to be gone probably about seven or so months. Who knows? What are you going to be doing? cyber oh come on that's good smart stuff right there all right so this is what the young people have are developing into because we give them a heart to serve because they come in god moves in their hearts guess what they want to go serve and they want to do something powerful so we do this a lot we've actually launched out a whole bunch of young adults from our church to join uh the the, the military and man it's such an honor to do that so what we want to do today and i know your dad can't be here hopefully he's watching online hey mike He's in the military, and he's serving uh, this weekend, so he couldn't be here even before this. Um, what a family right there. That's what I'm talking about. It's a, uh, when, when you selflessly serve, and that's what this is about. They say there, there's no better thing than to lay down your life for, for, for your neighbor, for your friend, and uh, that's what you're willing to do. You're willing to put it all on the wrist for this country, and we appreciate you for that, and we want to pray over you. So that's what we want to do today. So we're going we're gonna to lay hands on you. Now, <laughs> take you down to my size, kick you in the knees. But, but yeah, we're going to come up. We want to pray over him and his family. And, uh, and man, and I know uh, um, Brittany, right, Brittany? Where'd you go? There you go. I met you a couple weeks ago, I think. But um, I know this is probably going to be a moment for you. You got a family that loves you right here, and you got a family next to you that loves you. And, and, and it's going, we're going to get you through this. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot of military couples in this, in this room. There's a lot of people that's been through all this. And you, you're sitting next to one. And we know what it's like, my wife included. So, so we know what it's like. So we're here to be with you and support you through this if you just let us. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to say, I, I, I just need some prayer. And sometimes that's all it is. But we're going to be here for you. He's not even going to be thinking of you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> like, his mind's going to be so focused on doing what they tell him to do. He, but but I'm telling you, it's it's going to go quick, it's going to go fast, and, and God's going to cover them, it's all going to be good. So, um, 
So everybody agree with that one? Good. Come on, let's pray over them real quick. You guys extend your hands from where you're at. We're going to pray. We, we, just want, we just want God to, to come in and do what only he can do. So, Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. Father God, we thank you for Gary. We thank you for what you put in his heart right now, Father. And, Lord, we ask you to protect him, Lord, Father. Put a hedge of protection around him. Guide him, Lord. Lead him, Father God. Give him the ability to do what they ask him to do, God. Just give him that strength, Father God. Father, give him the knowledge and wisdom, Lord, to walk in whatever area they ask him to walk in father so we ask you to protect him and guide him protect his family protect his fiance god cover her right now father wrap your arms around her bring her peace bring her comfort around his parents his mom and his dad and his brother father god we just ask you to wrap your arms around the whole family and let them know that you are in charge of this father this you have orchestrated this so therefore god it will be good so father you are good you are a good good father we know you're going to be with him the entire way so god bless him be with them as a family lord we just lift them up to you have your way in their lives lives and their families, Lord, and just do what only you can do, God. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on. Come here, man. All right, all right, all right. Mama, you want to say anything? Okay. I don't think I could. Ah. <laughs> uh. I love it. They say that you don't stop growing until you're 60, so I got a chance. I know I'm growing the wrong way. I thought <laughs> if I turn sideways, I might catch up. So good. Man. Oh, you guys doing okay? Is everybody good? Man, it's a good day. And, um, you know, we get this. Today's going to be a day of celebration. You know, we get a. Uh, we, we get to leave after service and go up and find out if we're having a, a grandson or a granddaughter today. So that's going to be revealed. Um, we're just praying for a healthy baby. It don't matter. It don't matter. We're going to love on them all the same, and, and we're excited about that. Um, so you might think that means I'm going to speed this up, but I'm not. I was just trying to get you all excited. You're all like, yeah, no, it might go just a little bit longer today. Um, i like everybody to wait. Um, but man, we have been uh, we've been talking about identity uh, for a long time, about a month now, I think. But but it's a beloved identity, and that's what we've been we've been kind of stuck in this. I've been stuck in this, and God just started moving in my life and wrecking me. And everything I look at now has it in it. Everywhere I look, I see a beloved identity in everything I do. I see how He loves me. I I can man, I just see it. It all starts to line up. And and when He hits on your heart like that, you realize that 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 you can do anything. Um, so we've been talking about this. I've been trying to bring you in line with this. I've been trying to introduce it to you in a different way. Uh, and when we talk about this, we, we, we started talking about how he renames us. So it's a whole new identity just to sort of catch you up because I didn't preach last week. We had Brother Varner here, uh, which was awesome. But um, 2 Corinthians 5.17. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there quickly. I'm going to hit this. Uh, but this is where it came in. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Okay, and you declare that over your life that the, the old is gone and the new is here. It's a brand new identity. It's not a, a, a refurbished identity. It's not a, you know, scrape down and just paint it over. It's a brand new identity. He said, when you come to me, guess what? I make you new. Brand new. So you get a fresh start. Brand new. You don't get to hang on to the old stuff. You got to let it go. He says, you can't take it with you. He took you from a pickup truck to a sports car. Quit putting stuff in the back. Okay, can't store anything in a sports car. 
Tried yesterday, didn't work. Okay, so, so this is it. When you get rid of your old identity, get rid of your old life of sin, get rid of the power of Satan, getting rid of all that, we're going to break off the religious works that have been ingrained into your body, ingrained into your mind. Okay, all the, all the stuff saying that you, can't, that you can't make it, that you're not good enough, all that stuff that says you're not worthy. He says, guess what? I took it all. He says, it's brand new, brand new in me. It's a brand new beloved identity. So we become not only not only do we have a brand new identity, he says, I'm going to give you a new name. Right. He says, because it's beloved, I'm going to call you Hephzibah. He goes, so now you have a new name, which means I delight in you. So he says, this is what I do. I delight in you. And then after that, he says, guess what? And you're also my sons and daughters. So we talked about that. We said, man, not only do you have a new name and you're re-identified into the family as a son or a daughter, which means you fall in alignment with everything, the authority, the access, everything you need to get to him. Man, that's all happened just like that. That's what he gave you. All new. That's when you walk in that identity, but we choose sometimes not to walk in that identity. We choose to pick up what we already set down. We choose to turn back around and go load up the truck again. And he says, I took it from you. Leave it there. I gave you a fresh, new, beloved identity. You know, and, and when I think about this, this is, this is what I think about. There, there's a darkness out there, and it's a religious system saying you can't measure up. I believe that's what's been in great, especially here in the Bible Belt. And I can say that because I didn't grow up here. But I can tell you there, there, there's, some, there's some systems in place that, are, that, that say you can't measure up. You can't be holy enough. You can't sit beside him. You can't call him Abba. And we need to break that down. We need to break those chains. You can't be here. Because when you truly hear how much he loves you, when you truly understand that he is Abba and he loves you that much, that he's renamed you, <laughs> it changes everything about the way you walk, how you talk, what you do. But it starts there. You've got to accept what he says about you. Mm. Come on. And when you do that, that should get you a little fired up in the morning. <laughs> I get fired up to walk out of my house in the morning because I'm excited to see what God wants me to do. I'm excited to see how God wants to use me. Why? Because I know who I am. And I know what he's called me to do because he put us all here to do it. It doesn't matter where you're at. When you trust him, when you lean in on him, he'll tell you what to do. And all you got to do is step into it. You know, we were playing softball the other day, and we're playing against the other team. And we're winning, which is unusual. <laughs> and the guy on first runs home to try to get a ball and hurts himself. And then God's going to lay it on my heart. You need to pray for him. And I'm like, Lord, there's like two innings left. Can I pray for him after the game? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want some miraculous healing right now. That guy's good. Like, can we wait till after the game? Heal him then, Lord. But honestly, he didn't push me into it till afterwards. But I got to walk out on the field as he was walking away. And as awkward as you think it is, here's the good part. When you walk in the light, he's going to put you in a position to do something. So I just walked up and said, hey, bro, like, I know I look weird and all, but, but you know, where's it hurting? And he goes, in my back. I said, you mind if I pray for you? He was like, sure. And here's the cool part about that. You start laying your hands on somebody and you start praying over them, then all of a sudden other people start showing up. And they want some of that too, so they start praying over them. But it all took somebody listening. And when the Lord says move, he says move because that's what I'm going to do with you. 
But you've got to understand in your heart who you are so you can walk into that. You need to understand that he gave you that power and authority inside of you, the same power that Jesus had, you have, and he just wants you to walk into it. That's it. And if you wake up every day with that thought, you're listening. And you're like, God, put somebody in front of me. God, make it a divine appointment today. God, use me some way. See, that's the power. That's the identity I'm talking about. And it's so important we understand that. You want to start seeing a fresh walk, something new in your life? Start walking with a fresh identity and understanding who you are. Okay, let's get into the sermon. All right, so where's all this come from? This whole thing started in Isaiah 62, 1 through 5. And I've brought this up uh, several times as I read through this. This is what I call my go-to verse. Man, this is where I'm reading and God just kind of crushes me. And like I said, here you got Isaiah, he's a prophet, and he's, he's prophesying this, and some people will tell you who it's for, religion will tell you who it's for. I'm here to tell you that when he's prophesying, he's prophesying it over everybody. And he says, it can be you if you believe in it. And it says, for Zion's sake, how can I keep silent? For Jerusalem's sake, how can I remain quiet? I will keep interceding until her righteousness breaks forth like the blazing light of dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. Nations will see your victory vindication. And every king will witness your blinding radiance. Hmm, right there. So I want to say that again. Nations will see your victory vindication. And every king will witness your blinding radiance. You will be called by a brand new name given to you from the mouth of Yahweh himself. You will be a beautiful crown held high in the hand of Yahweh, a royal crown of splendor held in the open palm of your God. You will never again be called the abandoned one nor will your land be called deserted, but you will be called, My delight is in you, Hephzibah. That's what he wants to call you. And your land, my beloved wife, for Yahweh finds his delight in you, and he married your land. So come on. This is, and when you read that in mind, when you read that thinking that this is for you, quit reading it like it's for somebody else. He's speaking it over you. Receive it that way, because when you read it that way, it changes everything. It gives you a little step in the morning is what it does. I'm telling you, this is, this is good stuff. So he calls you Hephzibah. Man, I don't know about you. You might have had to earn your worldly father's love, but you don't have to earn his love. He is Abba Father. He loves you. It's called agape love. He's going to love you, and he's going to love you, and he's going to love you. You don't have to earn it. He says, just come beside me, because I'm already there standing next to you. Just recognize me. I'm right there. He delights in you. Mm. Let's go to John 14, 15. I don't even know if I shared this before, but I just loved it. So when I came across it, I wrote it down. And when you read this one in the Passion, I love how it reads. It says, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. See, you might have read that differently before, right? It doesn't say, obey me empowers me to love you. See, it doesn't say obeying me makes me want to love you. It says, guess what? Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. So so when you love on me, guess what? You're going to want to do good things. It's going to be in you. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be new. You don't have to do all the good stuff just to get me to love you. Mm. He loves you. We just had it all wrong for so long. It's been taught to us a different way. You know, we, we've been taught to go out and say, repent and come to God. <laughs> Turn or burn. 
That's what we've heard. And here he's saying, love me. Love me and I'll show you how everything else takes care of it. Just love. You know how much easier it is to preach a gospel when you go out and say, can you love? He just wants you to love him. And everything else will fall in place. When you surrender your heart to him, <laughs> he loves on you so much, you can't stop. You can't stop receiving his love. And all of a sudden, everything else just falls off the plate. It's like the only thing less dessert. That's him. It's my favorite kind of dinner is dessert. So get rid of all the other stuff. He says it all falls off. The only thing left. Mm. He's going to empower you to do those things. I'm not saying you don't have to repent. I'm saying he'll give you the power to do it. I'm saying he'll ask you to turn around, and you will, because you, guess what? You love him, and he loves you, and he empowers you to do it. So I'm not trying to preach this message that says go out and do whatever you want. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you love him, he empowers you and gives you the ability to obey him, repent, walk away from what you're doing, right, and be loved by him. Mm. So much easier. See, people don't respond well the other way when you try to preach the burn and uh, turn and burn and all that stuff because guess what they see? They see a God with a, with, a, with a black robe and a gavel judging you. That's what they see. And if they don't see that, guess what they see? They see the Christian folk <laughs> out there calling people on everything they're doing wrong and they're saying, well, if the God you serve is anything like you, I don't want to live eternity with him. That's what they're saying. So we need to check ourselves because we need to be we need to be so filled up with him in our heart that they go. I didn't know God could be like Jesus because that's who he's like. It got quiet in here. He's like Jesus. Hmm. See, when you when you think of God like Jesus, it changes everything. Everybody says, well, I got your son and your father. How's he like you? John 14, 9 through 12. John 14, 9 through 12 in the Passion. says, Jesus replied, Philip, I've been with you all this time, and you still don't know who I am. How could you ask me to show you the Father? For anyone who has looked at me has seen the Father. He says, if you looked at me, you saw the Father. Don't you believe that the Father is living in me and that I am living in the Father? So he's saying, if you saw me, I am the Father. He's in me. Don't you believe that the Father is living in me, that I'm living in my Father? Even my words are not my own, but come from my Father. For he lives in me and performs his miracles of power through me. So here you see a whole different thing. You're saying, well, can, can Father be just as good as Jesus? Because everybody loves Jesus. Like Jesus came on the scene, everybody loved him. Now when you read the Old Testament, everybody feared God. He's going to burn us up. He's going to bring all this destruction, you know. But now you got Jesus, and they go, we love Jesus. And Jesus says, no, 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 you don't understand. My Father is in me. The words I'm speaking are from my Father. So we serve a good God. We serve an Abba Father who loves us and wants to stand next to us and wants to call us Hephzibah and wants to give us a new name. And you need to receive that. You need to receive that in your heart. Mm. When you understand that, you understand that we serve a God, a father that is kind hearted. He's gentle. He loves you. It's kind of like the, the prodigal son. 
When I look at the prodigal son, I think about that. And I, oh, I, I believe that, that we need to see him the way the son saw his father when he showed up. Because what the son saw when he showed up was his dad running at him. What his son saw was his dad wrap his arms around him when he was smelly and stinky, coming out of everything he was coming out of. And he started kissing on him and loving on him. And he said, bring me my robe and wrap him up in my robe. Don't let him take a shower first. I don't need him clean. I want him the way he is. That's how we're supposed to see our father. Mm. (laughs) I love the fact that we serve a God that calls us Hephzibah. He delights in us. So now he calls us a new name, calls us sons and daughters. And today we're going to talk about the other thing he called us to do, which is walk in the light. He called us to be the light. He called us to be the light. So so we're going to pick this up. I'm actually going to go back. um, Go back into Isaiah 60. One through three. Once again, I'm telling you, this is this. This is I'm going to this. This is a prophecy, so this could change the way you think about some things. Some people are going to say, I don't know. But think about it. He's talking to you. Let's pick it up in verse 60. It says, rise up in splendor and be radiant for your light has dawned. And Yahweh's glory now streams from you. If that doesn't get you fired up right off the bat, that his glory streams from you. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth and thick gloom covers the nations. But Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. Mm. Reads different when you read it about yourself. (laughs) When you throw your name in there and you go, wow. Like, you're talking about me that I can wake up and I'm going to be so radiant that, that nations are going to be attracted to the light. You know, this church, Destiny Church, can put off such a glow that nations could be attracted to the light from Millbrook, Alabama. <laughs> and not just that, from anywhere you are, you individually could be so bright that nations will be attracted to you if you walk on it, if you walk in it, if you'll receive it, if you'll accept his love. So we're called to be the same light. The same light that he calls Jesus to be, he calls us to be. It wasn't just, I hope it's Jesus, and if he comes, we're good. I just hope Jesus comes because he's the light. He's the only one that can change everything. And he's saying, no, 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 no. I called you to the same one. He called us all. Why? Because guess what? Jesus was his son, and now we are sons and daughters. So we are all his children, and he loves all his children the same. He just happened to be the firstborn. But then he says, I'm calling you all. I'm giving you all the authority and access. So when I tell him to be the light, I'm telling you to be the light. But before we get into light, I want to backtrack. Let's talk about darkness. That's easier to talk about. It's everywhere. You guys understand what darkness is. And I don't need to spend a lot of time here either, because when I start talking about darkness, here's the cool part. (laughs) His light comes down, and once it's exposed to his light, it has to leave. 
So I don't need to spend a whole lot of time talking about darkness, but I do want to explain it to you because I think I can open your eyes in a way where you're seeing darkness in a different light. So darkness, pretty much anything that's anti-God, we can go there. It's kind of darkness. It's kind of dark. Anything evil, anything without light is darkness. When you actually read the lexicon, it'll tell you it's shadiness. One of the definitions for light is shadiness. I don't know if you know anything that's shady. Seen anything a little shady in your life. Darkness can be a perception of who he isn't. You're like, huh? Yeah, that can be darkness in your life if you don't understand who he is. Could be relationship versus religion. So that religion could be the darkness. Could be that darkness in a religious system saying you'll never measure up. All those are are identify darkness in the world. Identify darkness. And it's easier to identify it because it's everywhere. It's harder to identify light because you see less examples of light. Where you actually should see more examples of light, but we see less examples of light because the world loves darkness. It's everywhere in the movies. It's everywhere on TV. It's everywhere you look. It's on the radio. It's where you walk. It's where you talk. They sell it and people buy it. People welcome it into their homes. You'll go home and throw anything on the TV if it's entertaining. And you're welcoming it all in your house. And you're going, I don't understand why things are so crazy in the house. Well, what are you watching on TV? You're welcoming it in. Darkness is also is, is a spiritual battle. There, there, there's a big spiritual battle there. And I understand. I've been there. I've been there in a time in my life after an accident where I was dealing with it. It was spiritual. I couldn't even leave my house. I couldn't walk outside at night. I was bound to a chair. And, and I was 100% in ministry at the time. So it's real. And the only thing that saved me was I sat in a chair and I turned the TV on and TBN came on. I don't watch TBN, but it was on. And whoever was speaking that day, guess what? He started calling it out. And he says, you better identify who you are. And I started remembering who I am. And when I did, I decided I was going to get up and start worshiping. And when I started worshiping, when I started reading the word, the darkness left because light was introduced to it. And anytime you even got a little bit of light and you introduce it to darkness, it has to leave. It has to leave. So I've been there. I've struggled with it. I've watched my daughter struggle with it with depression. I've watched it firsthand. And guess what we did? We induced light into the darkness. I said, no matter what, we're going to take it to it, man. We anointed the house. We started praying over the house. I kicked everything out but the animals. They needed it too. I hate cats. Pray over them all. But I'm telling you, it's true. It's true. Look, it's and the problem with darkness is that you could be living in darkness and the people you hang around with are living in darkness and you don't even know it's dark. That's the problem. You think it's normal. You think that's just normally how things happen. But it's because you're surrounding yourself with people that are living in darkness. 
And God says, I didn't call you to be darkness. I called you to be light. I need you to identify with who I called you to be. Because guess what? If, if the light starts emitting out of you, guess what? It's going to go in everybody around you. So, so the friends that, that might even have got you in the bad spot in the first place, guess what? You'll be the one that gets them out of their dark spot. Because he's going to work through you if you just submit to it, if you'll just say, hey, Lord, I'm yours. Use me. Identify with who he wants you to be. Accept your new name and walk in it. Mm. All right, let's get a little twisted on this one. What if darkness was the misidentification of the wrong perception of who Abba is? So what if darkness was the misidentification, the wrong perception of who Abba is? What if, what if you didn't understand that you served a God that loved you so much he's your father? And you thought you had to earn every bit of love you had. You're walking in darkness. Because you can't have freedom. Because you're still bound to the chains of saying, I've got to earn my way in everything I do. That's darkness. That'll chain you up. So what if darkness was defined as not knowing and walking in your true identity in Christ? So what if you knew who God called you to be and you still choose not to walk into it? There can be some darkness there. And that darkness will ride it out. And you carry that with you everywhere you go and it becomes a burden. Because everything you do, you know it's going against what God asked you to do. Going against what he told you to do. And you're carrying it with you. So what if your darkness is based on your perspective of who he is? Your perspective. Bad part is the whole time you're in that perspective, the enemy's feeding it. He's like, as long as you don't know who he is, I can run you to the ground. That's what he's saying. He doesn't want us to know him. This term, Hephzibah, he hates it. Because once we learn who we are, we change our identity, he has no grips on us anymore. He has to fall right back where he belongs. He's been beat. He's been defeated. We're the ones that spin back around and welcome them back in every time. So accept your name. Accept your new family. Walk like you have a robe on. Because that's what he's calling you to do. He wants you to walk in royalty. And declare that over everywhere you go. Hmm. Why do you think we can walk into prisons where complete darkness is at? And you can declare light in darkness and people get saved and people get wrecked and people get changed. Because they can't fight back. All right, so y'all know what darkness is? It's why I passed it somewhere. I'm just throwing some extras out there. Those are free. Let's talk about light. Let's talk about light. If you actually look in a lexicon, which tells you, if you look up in a lexicon, it's a wonderful tool. Go get it online, whatever. It'll tell you the Greek references, the Hebrew references. It'll line everything up. It counts things. It parallels things. It's wonderful. Okay. It, it, it helps tie everything together. I looked it up. Light shows up in the Bible 270 times. 
And we all think light means the same thing. There's a lot of definitions of light in the Bible. But we get so caught up with, with it's just light. <laughs> no, it's not. And we're going to talk about that today. So there, there's actually several definitions. I'm going to try to walk through a couple. So this is the school time. If you, if you like Sunday school, we might get into some. <laughs> but this is good stuff because, look, I, I've heard some stuff over the past month, and I had to start researching it going, is that for real? <laughs> and I was like, that's good stuff. And it just started playing on my heart and playing on my mind. And I started going, oh, Lord, this is so good. And he started revealing stuff to me that started identifying me. And I'm like, oh, man, this is so good. So here, the more you study, the more, the more you dig in. That's good stuff. You'll learn a whole bunch about what the Bible actually says and not by what people tell you it says. So we're going to start in John 8, 12. John 8, 12, it says, Then Jesus says, I am light to the world. I am light. And those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. That word light is phos. That's what that word light is. It's called phos. It's revelation light. It's called God light. So it's a revelation light. And he says, I'm it. It's actually one of the only lights Jesus identifies himself with. Phos. Opened my eyes. I was like, hey, look at that. There's some Phos light. I love that whole verse. It says, I am Phos light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light. So now he says if you embrace it, if you receive it, I think of an embrace, if you totally embody this, you're going to have what? Life-giving light. You'll experience it. What experience means, you don't look at it from a far distance. Experience means you get to walk in it. You get, you get to walk in life-giving light. And it says what? It says, they will never walk in darkness. Are you willing to walk in a life-giving, a false light? So that's what false life is. False light is. It's revelation light. Go to Ephesians 5, 8 through 10. Here's another example. It says, once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of, of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. So your oneness with him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. That's phos. That's out of the Passion Translation. So it says that your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light saturated i love it you know we've been talking about being drenched jazzy we've been talking about being saturated right here it says you are flooded with it you are saturated with his revelation light god light <laughs> come on can you imagine walking around with so much god light in you that it's dripping on people and it's lighting them up mm. come on i love it it's so good and the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you. That's what it says. It says his light will be seen in you. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Hmm. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. When you're saturated in God light, this is what you get. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then, I love the then part. It says, then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to your Lord. 
(laughs) That'll wreck you right there because everybody else goes, how do I get goodness, righteousness, and truth? And they try to do all that without him, thinking that if I can do that, I'll please him. And he says, look, if you'll just come in, if you'll just receive it, I want to give you the false light. I want to flood you with the revelation light. With that comes goodness, righteousness, and truth. And then guess what? You get to learn to choose what's beautiful to me. <laughs> you get to learn what to walk in that's beautiful to me. That's what he's saying. Mm. So how do you get saturated? How do you get that saturation? How do you get flooded with his light? <laughs> you draw close to him. You accept your new identity. Spend time with him. Wake up in the morning and worship him. Wake up in the morning and read his word and let him talk to you. Let him tell you who you are every single morning before you leave your house. That's how you get saturated with him. Because he loves you and that's what he wants to tell you every morning. He wants to tell you how much he loves you. He wants to go with you. He'll, he'll ride in the car with you if you let him. Come on, we're singing all the way in the church every, every day. We're talking, we're singing. And he says, I'm there for you. I'm Abba Father. I'm right next to you. And everything you do, if you'll let me. That's how you get saturated. Just allow him to love you more than anybody else could ever. Trust in him. Trust what he's saying about you. Trust that when he says you're Hephzibah, you really are. That he delights in you. And everything you're going through right now, he delights in you. In your sin, he delights in you. That's hard for people to understand. That he still delights in you. He doesn't approve of it, but he delights in you. He loves you, and he's going to sit right beside you, waiting for you to beg and cry for him. He's right there. Because I'm sitting right here. All you got to do is turn and face him. He delights in you. Can't change it. You guys getting something? Is this okay? All right. Buckle up. We're a quarter way done. No, just <laughs> what I love about our church is you know I'm lying. <laughs> We're only like an eighth done. <laughs> All right, let's go to Isaiah 42, 6 and 7. This will get you. Isaiah 42, 6 and 7. Once again, I need you to insert your name. This will get you. Insert your name. I, Yahweh, have commissioned you in righteousness to succeed. (laughs) I will take your hand in love and watch over you. I will give you a covenant. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a a walking light to the nations. (laughs) Your mission is to open blind eyes, to set prisoners free from dark dwellings, and to open prison doors to those who are held by darkness. Come on. That's powerful right there. You know, and I believe he's talking, I'm talking that covenant for the people. I, I believe that he's talking about Jesus. But here's the thing. The same light that's in Jesus is in you. He's called you to do the exact same thing. So you can't say it's only for him. He says we can walk in. We can share the gospel anywhere we go, even in a prison. And light's going to come and people are going to be saved and God's going to move. He says, come on. We're supposed to show people who he is. We're not supposed to wait around for Jesus to come do it. He says, get out there and be the light. 
get out there and do what I'm asking you to do. See, when you get so full of his light, you have no choice, but it starts to emit out of you. It starts shining on things. It starts moving on things. And this is if you actually believe that you can do it. He says, that's what you're here for. So everything we do should be light. <laughs> everything we do should be God light. That'll challenge you. That'll challenge your thinking. That'll challenge the way you look at people. That's going to challenge you how you look at people that are rapists. Because he says, I love them. They're Hephzibah. Treat them like Hephzibah. There's a challenge for you. He says, I didn't give up on them. What if they're just looking for the one group of people that'll love them? What if you're the last one they see? doesn't care if it's murderers, rapists, drug addicts. This will get you. <laughs> Pedophiles. But see, I can see it. I can see. I can see people going, no, 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 no. And he's saying, yes, 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 yes. You need to love them with God love and God light. Doesn't matter what they've done. I don't approve of what they've done, but it doesn't change who they are. Because they're still mine. See, this is where we get caught. Because everybody goes, man, I love people, but not them. And he says, no, 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 no. I've called you to be the light. I've called you to walk in it. There's a challenge for you. This will wake you up. This will keep you up at night till 12 at night going, Lord, how do I talk about this tomorrow? And he says, don't worry, I'll wake you up at 3 and I'll make you go figure it out. Because it will wreck you. When you got to start looking at people the way God sees them, everybody the way God sees them, not how you see them, not how the world sees them. doesn't matter what they've gone through, what they're going through. You look at them the same with his eyes, his perspective. Hmm. I can see the wheel spinning because everybody's got their own little hang-up in their head. Those people in your head where you're saying, ah, and I'm telling you right now, you need to pray about that. Because it's hard. I did. They're in there, and we got to get rid of them because he says, I need you to have enough light in you, enough God light in you to radiate and reach the entire nation, the entire world. He says it's supposed to radiate so much that nations come to find you. You can't do that with just a little bit because you don't get to pick and choose. He says, I want all. Mm. Fos light, <laughs> God light. It sets captives free. That's what it does. There are people that are living in shame from stuff they've done, and they haven't done them since then, but they're living in shame. And, and guess what? They might have walked by you. They might have walked into church. They might have walked anywhere, and you've just ignored them. You didn't talk to them because of what they did. And God says, I brought them out of that. I pulled them out of that, and you're supposed to love them. And I trusted you with that. I've called you to do that. So start giving them God light. Love on them. Show them who I am. Mm. And when you do that, that will set the captives free. That will tell people that they can break free from any chain that's been on them. 
no matter what they've done in their life, they can let it go and walk in freedom. Mm. Hmm. See, our mission is to, to, to not only reach those that know what it is but don't do it, but to reach those that don't even know what his light is. And, and get so close to them that the light shining off you glows so much that it warms them up. And they get to feel the warmth of the Father through you. That's a whole different kind of light right there. Hmm. We had chickens once, and you just put them in the chickens. I heard, I don't know where Kristen went. They were in here, and she burned up a chicken once. <laughs> them things put off some heat, those red lamps. Imagine that God light coming off from you to wherever you walk. <laughs> I don't know, if you're a chicken lover, I'm sorry. We just burned a chicken. I'm telling you, when, the, when your light's that, that's powerful. All right, so this is, the, this is the verse that probably catches some of you, and it caught me, but I had to break it down slowly, and I'm going to try to get through it. Because uh, I actually rewrote this verse in my own language, which I got from the lexicon. I kind of worked through it, and I, then I'll read it to you in other other different translations um but i'm gonna walk through this because when i started walking through it and i started changing lights to the different lights that that they were actually written as when i started in, in injecting the greek uh light into it in each one it kind of changed the meaning of everything and i was like well let me read it that way so i'm going to go to luke eleven thirty three through 36 and i'm going to read it out of the king james version because i want it to be really confusing <laughs> All right, 33 says, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when the eye is single, the whole body also is, also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light, which is which is in thee be not darkness if thy whole body therefore be full of light having no part dark the whole shall be full of light as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light all right everybody get that when i read that the first time i was like yeah i got it <laughs> this is a good one so i'm gonna break that down for you because when i read through that i was like wow and that's always been one of those verses where I just read it and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. There's a lot of lights in there. <laughs> a lot of lights in that thing. I said, what's it all mean? So let's break it down real quick and then I'll read it to you. So I'm going to read through. I'm going to give you a couple things in there. So this very first part in 33, no man when he hath lighted a candle and put it on a secret place. This is, this is what they call liknos, liknos, liknos. I think is how you say it. But it is a generic light. It's just light. It's just, hey, this is light. And he says, nobody takes a light and hides it. So when did you ever, like, fire a candle up and go hide it somewhere? It just doesn't make any sense. So he's trying to get you in the right mindset. He goes, nobody lights something and just hides it. You light it for a reason. So get your mind in there. And he says, then the light, this is what I love, the light of the body. The body is soma. Okay, so body means uh, a soma body is a body of a person. It could be a multiple body of people. Okay, it defines it as multiple people. Is the eye, eye is op optimus, which means perspective. So when you read the eye, it's a perspective. 
okay? Therefore, when, the, when thine eye, your perspective, is single. Everybody's like, what's single mean? Does it mean I got one eye in the middle of my head? No. It means haplos. Haplos means single, whole, weave together, the braiding or weaving together. So when you have something single that is braided, a braided strand is stronger. So what they're saying is when your perspective is braided in with the perspective of Abba, it's strong. So when your perspective is braided with his perspective, now things change. This is the light he's talking about. Then thy whole body also is full of light. This is a, a, a photinos light. Okay, this means it's a, it's a transparent, a well-illuminated. This is all in the lexicon. You can get it there. Um, bright, full of light. That's what it means. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. So it says if your eye is evil, if your eye has darkness, if your eye has a different perspective of who Abba is, now you have what? Now the whole body is full of darkness. So he says you can't just have like a little bit of darkness. <laughs> he says you got to have the right perspective. Your eye is a perspective. It's how you see things. You have to have the right perspective. Then it says take heed. That means make a decision, consider something. Take heed, therefore, that the light... Fos, this is where our fos light, God light, which is in thee, be not darkness. You're like, how can my God light in me be darkness? Well, darkness there is skotos, which is shadiness. <laughs> shadiness, not completely dark. Shadiness means it's like in and out. Shadiness means it's a perspective issue. Shadiness means you really believe, but not all of it. It means he's really Abba, but he's not. Like, he left me here. He didn't do this. So there's a shadiness in it. If thy whole body, the soma, therefore be full of light, same light as we talked, the photinos, bright, full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light. And then in the very last part, it says, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. That light is photizo. It means to give light, to enlighten, to light up, to illumine. It means to render. It means to teach. It means to, to push light. You're like, that's awesome. You just gave me a whole bunch of information, and now it's even more confusing. It's okay. I'm going to read you my version of what I wrote as I read all that, and I just kind of put it in a sentence form. And then I'm going to read what it says in the Passion, and that will bring it all together. You guys good? Is everybody with me? I'm losing you, but I'm trying to give you a bunch of information in a little bit of time. All right, here's, here's what this verse, this is what all that says to me. It says, nobody would ever hide generic light from anything, but you would allow it to light the area around it. So the light of our body, our heart, is our perspective. Therefore, when our perspective is braided with that of Abba's, then our whole body, heart and soul, is lustrous and transparent, full of light. But when our perspective is full of evil or darkness or questionable thoughts about who Abba is and how much he loves you, then the body or heart is full of darkness or unbelief in who we are to the Father. Therefore, we need to consider and decide that the God light that is in us is not shady or opaque. If the whole body, person, or group of people be full of light and illuminated with none of it being shady, then the whole body or group will be illuminescent, 
like a bright shining candle that will illuminate, give light, shine, will enlighten somebody spiritually and intellectually and teach or instruct them. Come on. So when we get our perspective right on who he is and who Abba is, all of a sudden our entire body, not just me, not just you, our entire body, this entire fellowship, this thing we call church where people come, all the people in here, we can start going out and making a difference. And the reason why it hasn't been happening all the time is because we don't know enough about the light. We haven't accepted that perspective yet. We still think we're trying to earn our way. And he says, no, I love you. If you would accept that, you could walk in my God light and allow that God light to just wreck everything you go around. Mm. So we need to consider it. We need to make a decision. Mm. Let me read it now in the, I'm sorry, I know I'm going crazy on you now. I want to read it out of the passion and see if that'll make a little more sense to you now. <laughs> Same verse, passion, not my translation. Look, don't quote the other stuff. That's just me pulling information and making it into a paragraph. Here, here's what the passion says. It says, no one would think of lighting a lamp and then hiding it in the basement where no one would benefit. A lamp belongs on a lampstand where all who enter may see its light. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. And when your heart is open, the light floods in. But when your heart is hard and closed, the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. Open your heart and consider my words. Watch out that you do not mistake your opinions for revelation light. If your spirit burns with light, fully illuminated with no trace of darkness, you will be a shining lamp reflecting rays of truth by the way you live. Come on. Can you be so filled that, that you're going to reflect things by the way you live your life? That's how we change a world. That's how we change a culture. As you live it out, it's called God life. And if you live a God life, then guess what? You'll give God light. That's what it is. Sorry, this is me scrolling past a whole bunch of stuff you probably don't need to know right now. You guys getting something? Is this okay? All right, everybody doing good? It's only 12.05, like I've got two more hours. Just kidding if you're new. If you're new, I'm just kidding. We're almost done. Let me wrap it up. So what do you do with light once you have it? That's the question. So now I understand the God light. I receive it. I understand he's Abba, and I'm full of life. What do you do with it? You spread it out. (laughs) You spread it out. Our light should be like a virus. We talked about this in one of, our, one of our prayer meetings. Our light should be like a virus that goes out and attacks everybody that we come in contact with. <laughs> we know what we're talking about now because I'm talking about a virus that just went and hit all of our country. Could you imagine if the God light was like a virus and everywhere you walked and talked, it flew out of you and it hit people. And when people got it, they got saturated. They got so filled up with the light you couldn't calm them down. And they were like, I'm just going to go talk to somebody else and the light's going to flow off me onto them. That's how you change a world. He says, but the only way to do it is take your mask off. Oh, we're walking around with a mask on because we don't know where our light comes from. We don't know where our light is. We don't understand the light that we actually carry. So we got a mask on. You need to pull your mask down. Let your light be light. Let your light flow out of you and change the world because that's what he wants to do in you. That's what he created you for. He didn't create you to just sit around and let Jesus do it all. He says, come on, man. Get in the game. Mm. 
We need to expose people to it. And when the soma, the body, the soma, the body, the soma, the body understands that, man, it's going to radiate. It's going to light up. It's a whole new revelation. <laughs> it's something brand new that's going to carry on. It's going to light and light and light, and it's going to come on fire. And you're not going to be able to put it out. That's what it's going to do. I want to try something. This will be good. This will be good. So can we shut the screens off? All right. Turn your cell phones down. I don't need your cell phones on. <laughs> I know you're trying to, to do stuff. All right. Um, go ahead and kill the lights. All right. Woo, it's dark in here. So, so this is what I got. <laughs> I got me some God light. And look, we're in darkness. But look where my God light reaches. One person, my God light comes across the room and I can see faces. I can see faces that are glowing. I can see faces across this place. But guess what? When my God light hits my wife's God light and fills her up, because this is what men are supposed to do. Like you're supposed to pour into your wife and let the God light and God life come out of you. Guess what happens? Go ahead, put your light on. Now her light comes out. Now we got two lights. Look, do me a favor. If her lights hit you, can you turn your light on? Turn your cell phone on. If you're getting any bit of the light that's radiating out of what I'm saying today, if you got a cell phone, get your light out. Turn your flashlight on and show me what's going on because this is how it works. This is how God light works. Okay, this is how it flows from you into one person. And when it hits that person, it'll flow to the next one. And every time you hit it, look, the lights are coming on all across the room. We see lights coming on at different times because that's what people get it at a different time. And pretty soon you don't even need any more light other than God light. And it's all you see. It's all you see. Now turn on all the lights. No, you can leave yours on, but turn on the lights. Turn on all the lights because guess what? This is only part of our church, y'all. When our church lights up, when our church gets all involved with what we're doing, guess what? It's so radiant, everybody can see it. You can't stop darkness. You just saw the darkness leave, y'all. You saw the darkness leave. As soon as we turned the lights on, darkness had to leave. And that's the God light you carry in you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Don't forget to turn your flashlight off. You have a dead phone, too. There it is. Come on. I just wanted to see if that would work. That one hit me last night. But here's the cool part. My wife reminded me of this. This is so good. I had a vision, man, what, about a month or two ago? I was sitting in here, and I didn't understand what it was. We were sitting in prayer. It was on a prayer night. So if you want to know where all the visions come from, come out to prayer. I was sitting in here, and I said, I don't know why I saw this, baby. But, but man, I was telling everybody, I saw, I saw faces in our church, and their faces were glowing. I said, I saw people sitting in the chairs and their faces were glowing like radiant from being in his presence. And she goes, guess what? You just did. <laughs> she goes, you just watch faces glow. I can see your faces glow off there. God was showing us this moment because he wants you to be so filled with who he is and how much he loves you that your face glows and it's radiant. He showed us the vision. You got to walk it out. He threw it back in your lap and he says, you know who I am. Now go be who I asked you to be. Be the light to everybody. Mm. Take the mask off. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be a little strange. <laughs> I love it. I love it when I walk up to people. Can I pray for you? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> Can I hide my kids first? <laughs> Whatever you want to do. I don't care. I just want to pray for you. There's power in that. 
There's power when we start listening to what he wants to do in our life and through us. And we can't sit back like we sit back and just let it miss and miss it. Okay, here's the thing. He, he didn't give you the light so you could miss it. He didn't give it to you so you could hide it under a bushel and under a barrel and hide it so nobody else can see it. He gave it to you so you could put it on a hilltop, so you could be a city on a hill, so we could illuminate this entire land. But it starts with each one of us understanding who we are. Once you understand that, you can't stop it. You really can't. So what kind of light do you want to be? What kind of light do you want to be? want that false light, right? I want the God light. How am I going to do it? Man, I'm going to live a God life. How do I do that? Man, I just accept the fact that he loves me. Even when I make mistakes, he loves me. And I'm going to get up and dust myself off. And I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to tell everybody about how much he loves me. And that's strange for people because some of y'all go, man, I can't even preach the gospel. I don't even know the biggest thing. I don't know anything about the Bible. And he says, you don't have to. Just tell them, tell them what I did for you. <laughs> Just tell them what I did for you. And if, I, if you can tell them what I did for you, that changes everything because you can't deny it. You can't deny it. Oh, man. Hmm. Look, I have so much left, but I'm not going into it, guys. I love you. I'll save it for next week. You guys ready for next week? Come on. <laughs> Did you guys get something out of today? Come on. Man, we serve a good God. I'm telling you, we can do this. You can do this. You got to own it. You've got to own this. You've got to understand who he is and how much he loves you. So before I turn it over to Kevin and he goes into 20 minutes of doing whatever he does... Man, I want to pray for y'all. I want to pray for y'all. Because I believe there's some people here that, that man, you, you've done that before. You've been the God light, and maybe you walked away from that. And you said, you know, I used to do it, but, man, I got my feelings hurt, and I wasn't feeling accepted, so therefore I got away from that. And, and God's saying, no, <laughs> I gave you that. You can't not accept something I gave you. I think there's people right now that are dealing with issues of how do I be a God light to certain people? How do, how do I be a God light to people that society just doesn't like? And I think we need to work on our hearts today about that. You need to ask God to remove that from you. You need to ask God to come in and step into, into that realm, that secret place with you and work on your heart and say, you know what, I can love no matter what. That's our culture here. We've been talking about this for a long time. And if we say our culture's love, then we better show what love is. And we're going to show God's love, and it doesn't matter what that looks like. Mm. So I think there's people that need help with that today. I think there's people that need to release some of that today. Mm. Man, I think there's people that, that, man, they just don't even understand that. They've never felt that kind of love before. And you need, you need to understand who he is. You need to receive him as father, as Abba. I think that's a priority today for you. And once you start understanding and identifying with him, that he calls you Hephzibah, that he delights in you, no matter what's going on in your life, what you've been through, what you're going through, that he delights in you, that'll be the first step today. That'll be the first step. So, man, I just, oh, 
I just feel like we need to do this. I, if you, you need to come down front, I want you to come down front. If you need freedom from any of that stuff, if you want to know who he is, if you want freedom from anything that is binding you up and stopping you from releasing and, and emitting God light, I want you to come down front. We just want to pray for you. That's it. I have prayer partners. They're going to come up here. We're going to have people up here. I don't even want you to hesitate. Look, it doesn't matter. You can't start emitting a light if you can't even do it in your family. If you can't even walk up where nobody judges you and say, say, um, you know, I need help in this. I need someone to pray over me. I need freedom from this. I need to break the chains in my own life so I can start doing what God wants me to do. Mm. Come on, holy. Oh, Father, we need you, Lord. Oh, we love you, God. We're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for your love, your mercy, your grace in our life, Father. Oh, and I'm, I thank you. Come on, Lord. I thank you. Oh, Father, I thank you for the people that are walking forward. God, I ask you right now, touch them, God. Come on. If people need it now, touch them, God. Come on, Holy. Do what only you can do. Come on, Father. We surrender it all to you. Come on, holy. Touch him, Father. Wrap your arms around him. Come on, Father. We declare a healing in their bodies, a healing in their spirit. Come on, a physical healing, a spiritual healing, Father God. We, we, we bind up anything that's darkness, God. We bind that up in your name. It's not allowed in here. We loose your light, Father, your false light on them right now. Fill them up with your light, Father. Come on, holy. Do what only you can do. Oh, come on. Cleanse our heart of hate. Cleanse it of anything that's not you, God. Allow us to be the light. Come on, holy. Touch him, Jesus. Touch him, Jesus. Oh, and if you're watching online, we're praying for you. Some people, you need to know who Father is. You need to accept him as, as who he is. And if that's you in here... Come on, you can accept them right now. Look, I'll walk you through a prayer. A prayer helped save me, but I'm telling you, it's not the prayer. It's a transformation of your heart. The prayer will help get you there. So come on, holy, touch this place. Bring healing in this place. Come on. Don't leave here the same person that you were when you came in. Don't carry the same baggage out. Don't carry the same baggage out. Come on, holy, you know the ones that need to know you for the first time. God, I ask you to touch their hearts right now. Spark a fire in them. Put a God light in them, Lord, that they can't resist, they can't turn it down, that it's so on fire that they can't put it out, that everywhere they go, it touches somebody, it turns on somebody, it radiates on somebody. Come on, holy, only you. Come on, Father. Touch them, Jesus. Free their hearts. Free their minds. Show them your love, holy. Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, touch them, holy.
Don't leave here today without that. If you need that today, come forward. If you want to know who he is, come forward. Get prayed over before you leave. Our normal thing is we usually close out with all kinds of stuff. I'm telling you today, you don't have to go anywhere. You can sit here. You can sit in this if you want. (laughs) I just know this. God wants to do something mighty in us and through us. So, Father, you see all the hearts in here. Father, you see what we're going through. You see everything going on, God. And I just release them to you, God. Protect us and guide us. Get us through this week. Get us in here next week. Father, use us this week. Divine appointments, Lord. Divine appointments. Let us us be a God-like to somebody this week, Father. Use us in a mighty way. Restore the families. Restore, Father, restore the relationships. Father, we surrender it all to you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother. 